The WBEN All Local. All Local. A daily look at what's happening in Buffalo, Western New York, and the world. I'm Susan Rose. I'm Brian Mazarowski. Amid new signs that a bipartisan bill to address the crisis on the southern border could already be doomed, lawmakers far away from the border are raising concern about migrant crime. Ike Jachi brings us more from Washington. The NYPD has arrested migrants from Venezuela for what it calls the largest robbery spree in the city. Thieves snatching purses and phones out of women's hands. Investigators say the suspects would hack into victims' phones and drain their bank accounts. The lack of migrant housing, also a growing concern. Officials in Denver now say 800 families will need to be released from migrant shelters in the coming weeks. They say there's no more space or funding and few resources are available. That's Ike Ijachi with that report. The latest U.S. airstrike in the Mideast again against speedboat bombs. What the U.S. military's Central Command calls a self-defense strike was made late Monday against two explosive unmanned drone boats, remote-controlled seafaring bombs that looked like small boats. They were spotted in a part of Yemen controlled by Houthis, the Iran-backed militants. The two speedboat bombs were deemed an imminent threat to military and commercial ships and were blasted, says Central Command. Chuck Sievertson, ABC News. Closer to home, now that the seat representing Buffalo and Niagara Falls in Congress is vacant, when will an election be held to fill it? Here's WBEN's Brayton Wilson. The timeline is that with the resignation going in officially last Friday, the governor has 10 days from that date to call a special election. So perhaps by the end of this week or at the latest, by the beginning of next week, she'll call a special election. Ken Cruley from politicsandstuff.com as he lays out the upcoming call for a special election by Governor Hochul to fill the seat vacated in Washington by Brian Higgins. The special election can happen no sooner than 70 days from the day she calls it and a could be up to 80 days. So we're probably looking at the special election sometime approximately the end of April. Governor Hochul is required by law to call for the special election in a 10-day time frame, which is a change in the law following the resignation of Congressman Chris Collins in October 2019 that didn't see a special election being called for his seat in Congress by former New York Governor Andrew Cuomo until the following February. The Erie County Democratic Committee has already endorsed State Senator Tim Kennedy to run in the special election. However, there's a possibility there will be no Republican candidate that will run for the NY26 vacancy. Republican strategist Carl Calabrese feels, though, it wouldn't hurt to have a particular candidate run now and then take the experience from the special election into a run for the seat come the general election in November. If you're the chairman of the party trying to recruit a candidate, you would make that argument that, look, get your name known and learn what it's like to run a campaign and then take that experience and use it in November. Again, it's going to be a tough haul in November, but even if you were to lose that, you now have established yourself as a name and if you've run a good campaign, that means something to Republicans in the future in terms of other seats that might be more competitive within this district for a Republican to win. More on the upcoming call for a special election for NY26 is available for you online. Brayton Wilson, WBEN.com News. All right, Brayton, thank you. 505 now on WBEN. Nevada having an unusual election this week. Starting with today's primary, Republicans will also be having a caucus Thursday. Nevada's Republican Party saying that state's mandated primary vote won't matter for convention delegates because they wanted their Republican caucus to determine which candidate collects those convention goers. Nikki Haley is listed for today's primary, which, even if she wins against two others who've dropped out, it won't matter. The predominantly Trump-controlled Nevada GOP set up this either-or voting to give Mr. Trump the advantage. 
It's Andy Field with the update. Well, the Kansas City Chiefs and San Francisco 49ers are in Las Vegas ahead of the Super Bowl on Sunday. As the players practice, so does superstar Usher, ahead of his much-anticipated halftime performance. He spoke to Sunday morning's Tracy Smith. Everybody says they want to win a Grammy or they want to win an Oscar or a Tony or an Emmy. The Super Bowl is something that everybody wants to play. Hosting Super Bowl 58 will be a first for Las Vegas. Nearly half a million fans are expected to flock to the Strip for the game. This will become the biggest weekend of the year, for sure. Maybe of all time. Wow, maybe of all time. All right. Uh, Well, the Kansas City Chiefs and 49ers get ready. People getting ready to go to the game. Wendy Gillette reports on who exactly is paying big bucks to be in the stadium on Sunday. Super Bowl. When you watch this year's Super Bowl, you might be curious about the kind of person who snagged a ticket that goes for thousands of dollars. It's become, I would say, almost an 80% corporate to 20% private uh, demographic that is attending the event. Barnabas Correga is CEO and founder of the GR8 Group, which creates curated experiences to attend high-profile events like the Super Bowl. We've done things with uh, NFL legends, past Super Bowl champions. The cost for that kind of personalized experience ranges from twenty-five to seventy-five thousand dollars a person, and this year suites are going for a million dollars. Wendy Gillette, CBS News. So if you think about that, you know, why are things so expensive? 80% corporate, yeah. 20% fans right. at the Super Bowl. And this year, tickets even more in demand because Allegiant Stadium, one of the smallest to ever host a Super Bowl. You know, it's a brand new stadium. Forgot about but, that. You know, just think about it. Like the Bills' new stadium we're talking about, not as many seats. It's like the trend all these right. places are kind of going for to have a fewer days with empty seats. So... That's big bucks wow, if you million, want to go. A million bucks for the suite. Yeah. I'm, I don't know. Well, someone's paying yeah. it. Not, well, I shouldn't say someone. Some company is right. <laughs> paying for it. Super Bowl, typically the biggest day of the year for sports betting. But WBEN's Tom Puckett tells us that more and more people are thinking about placing bets year-round. The St. Bonaventure Siena survey finds almost two in five bet on sports. 39% of Americans are betting on have bet on sports events. And 19% of them, including almost uh, 40% of women of men aged 18 to 49, have an account with an online sports betting service. St. Bonaventure's Brian Mort says there are concerns associated with sports betting. 22% of young men and 30% of uh, our avid sports fans uh, know someone who has a problem with online sports betting. And people, uh, 37% have felt bad or ashamed after losing a bet. Moore says accessibility is a big reason why sports betting has become so big, including Sunday's big game. We have a link to the survey online. Tom Puckett, WBEN.com News. Yeah, so uh, Super Bowl betting, I mean, that always used to be the big headline. You know, once a year, everyone, uh, okay, what what are the bets? What are the different prop bets? But now it's just... I mean, it's all year round, every sport you could ever imagine, and all right on your phone. Kind of crazy how it's changed so quickly here just in the past few years, but something to watch out for. King Charles has cancer. That shock announcement coming from Buckingham Palace this week. The king's cancer shock dominating headlines in Britain. Doctors diagnosing the 75-year-old with cancer, but the palace not saying what kind of cancer or what stage. Buckingham Palace says Charles began regular treatments for cancer yesterday, one week after being treated for an enlarged prostate. The palace says doctors found a separate issue during that treatment and further tests identified a form of cancer. The palace only saying it's not prostate cancer. That's Andrew Dimbert 
with the latest uh, King Charles cancer diagnosis. And, uh, you know, not the only celebrity we're talking about this morning. I should have been a cowboy. I should have learned to roll Country music star Toby Keith has died. A posting on his social media account says the 62-year-old singer passed away peacefully yesterday, surrounded by family, adding he fought his fight with grace and courage, no cause of death given, but Keith had been battling stomach cancer since 2022. So, wow. I mean, that was kind of shocking yeah, news for, for a sure. lot of people to wake up to this morning. I did not realize that he had cancer. No. And so, and hearing the, seeing that headline, I'm like, what? You don't think of him as former... No. country star right Not i mean at that all. song from you know almost uh third or actually over 30 years ago but still no. you you think of him as a contemporary absolutely. you know uh, absolutely still going strong now but sad news for a lot of uh, country fans yeah. and toby keith fans this morning all right that is terrible to hear your exclusive wben seven weather forecast mostly sunny today with light winds temperatures being the upper 30s this afternoon tonight mainly clear and chilly again overnight lows in the mid 20s partly sunny low to mid 40s on wednesday mostly cloudy low 50s on thursday with your exclusive wben seven weather forecast I'm Chief Meteorologist Aaron Minkowski. Mayor Byron Brown is joining us live this morning on the WBEN Trocare College Live Line. Mayor, good morning. I know you're on your way to Albany. You're meeting with other mayors from around the state and appearing before a joint legislative hearing today. What is your main message to state lawmakers? Good morning, Susan and Brian. Yes, I'm on the thruway traveling to Albany. It's part of the annual state budget process. Uh, This happens every year as part of the budget process uh, where um, mayors and others go to Albany to make requests for what their communities need in the state budget. One of the things that I'm going to be requesting is an increase in state aid. There has been no increase in state aid since 2012, and all costs are going up for municipalities. Municipalities can't continue to make it if some of their revenue sources, particularly major revenue sources like state aid, are staying flat and not going up. A lot has been made about the increased and ramped up effort that revolves around snow removal, and especially with the big storm that we saw earlier this season. And how much additional cost that might put on the city, what that might do to the city's finances. How much of that are you going to be talking about in Albany today? And what exactly is the makeup of how the city pays for it? Do do you get some sort of disaster relief from the federal government, from the state? Uh, There is assistance from the state, but no disaster relief from the federal government or from the state. Uh, The federal government emergency management formulas are not very kind to communities that get heavy snowfall. And oftentimes, other types of natural disasters are reimbursed by the federal government, uh, and snow natural disasters are not. Um, You have to meet a certain threshold of snowfall and damage to get reimbursed by the federal government. 
uh, the city of Buffalo, the county of Erie, reached that threshold in 2022, uh, and we still have not gotten money from the federal government yet. That, that process of being reimbursed, unfortunately, is still ongoing. So it is a very uh, long, uh, time-intensive process. Uh, and it is a, a process that requires a lot of paperwork and, and documentation. I almost think uh, that the state should provide a storm relief fund uh, to municipalities, particularly upstate municipalities, that get hit with a lot of snow. If the new normal is feet of snow instead of inches of snow, it's going to cost uh, the city of Buffalo a lot more to deal with major snowstorms than it has in the past. Our normal snowfall is six, eight, ten inches. We can deal with that no problem. Once it becomes two feet, four feet, six feet, that's an- another matter entirely. What is a budget buster in the city of Buffalo? Is it public works funding because of storms and such? Uh, there, there's no one thing that is a budget buster. We prepare our budget to be able to address unforeseen circumstances uh, and to be able to absorb any one or two items that are unforeseen uh, in the city budget. But when you're talking about the cost of gasoline going up, the cost of health care going up, the cost of electricity going up, pensions for our employees going up, union contracts and what we pay our employees going up, all of those things put severe stress on the city budget and have to be taken into consideration. Because of all of that that you just mentioned, what's your concern that this is going to lead to higher taxes in the city? Well, government is just like any business, any household. Uh, When expenses go up, you have to find a way to generate more revenue. Uh, So you, you work more overtime. So you can pay for your expenses that are going up or you raise the cost of a service that you're providing so you can pay for um, things going up. So those are all of the things that we will have to look at. Uh, This state budget process is part part of that. There's got to be fairness and equity in how the state allocates resources And local governments cannot make it unless there are constant increases, fair increases in state aid. Mayor, what's your timeline? When do you need to know about state aid for your budget? Well, this is this is part of the process. Um, uh, We will prepare our budget on May 1st. I have to send the city budget. Uh, to the city council on May 1st. So obviously we will have to know before that period of time. Uh, This process that I'm on my way to Albany for uh, happens every year. It's happened for decade after decade after decade. And we're hoping uh, that our state legislators 
and our governor and the governor's office listens to the needs of Buffalo and other municipalities across the state. This process happens every single year, but we're kind of at a position now where that American Rescue Plan, these COVID-era funds are on the way out. Does that change the way that you and uh, your fellow mayors from all across the state are approaching today? That will put more pressure on my fellow mayors and other uh, municipal leaders because those monies that you mentioned, uh, American Rescue Plan uh, funds and others, uh, helped to balance budgets, uh, helped to fill gaps from uh, COVID uh, that municipalities had. With that money expiring and, and going away, there will be greater financial pressures Uh, that all governments will be dealing with, that all governments will face. And there's got to be a comprehensive look, government to government, and the state looking at the needs of governments across the state to be able to intelligently address financial pressures uh, to the benefit of the residents of communities all across the state of New York. Mayor, before we let you go, uh, we're expecting a special election to be called soon. But as of right now, Buffalo doesn't have representation in Congress uh, with Congressman Higgins stepping aside, uh, stepping down, going to Shays. And right now that seat is vacant. Is there any concern there, you know, even if it is for a short period of time, that there's any time, especially with everything we've been talking about here in the last 10 minutes, that, you know, Buffalo doesn't have that voice right now? Representation is important at every level of government. Uh, People being there to advocate for their communities, to fight for their communities, is very important. Uh, Would like to certainly see that special election held uh, for the congressional seat as quickly as possible. I think the target date for that is is April. Uh, So we are, um, you know, we're anxiously awaiting. Uh, that special election uh, so that um, our congressional representation uh, for our community uh, is back in place and that person can begin to advocate for the needs of Buffalo, Erie County, and Western New York. That's the WBEN All Local. All new episodes are made available each weekday morning, produced by the award-winning WBEN Newsroom.